Hi, this is Sci-Fi Talk, the podcast on how sci-fi, fantasy, horror, and comics help us explore our humanity. And today we have a conversation with Jewel State. And this actor started, of course, with Firefly and has worked on other projects, including Stargate Atlantis. So we spoke at the time after the movie on Firefly came out, which was called Serenity. And this was at a convention. And I was joined by Dr. Howard Margolin, who hosts the show on the radio station at Stony Brook called Destiny's the Voice of Science Fiction. So let's get to the conversation with Jewel State. Let's begin as we ask her about Kaylee's sexual nature. Kaylee is, <laughs> uh, she's very feminine, very sexual kind of girl, you know. Um, that's just the way she is. She's extremely flirtatious. And uh, she's a big romantic. She's a girl, you know, girly girl. There's a, a great story that Alan Tudyk told during the junket for iRobot, where he, to make it a long story short, he copped the switch from the set, the that button. the red button, the red. and then he gave it to Josh and said, when you need us, push it. And he pushed, and to all of your credit, you came back for Serenity. What was it like when you first all got back together and were in costume and ready to go, you know, to do the motion picture version? It was surreal. It was like no time had passed. Honestly, it was just like that. The set looked the same. Uh, it was kind of strange, you know, that, that we had this second chance. That doesn't happen very often, and, and it's, it was really amazing. I'm still, I can't believe it actually happened. It's incredible. It was a really amazing chance. I must have horseshoes up my you-know-what because I cannot believe that it, it, it happened that way. Um, when we got canceled, it was honestly, it, it was a goodbye. And we all said goodbye. We didn't think that it was, nothing was ever going to come of it. And then the DVD sales were mind-blowing. And um, Universal really loved the show. And they got it. They understood it. And they said, this is great. This needs... This needs another shot. And the fact that they did that for us is amazing. You know, forever indebted to Universal. <laughs> They're my favorite studio ever. <laughs> Jewel State has more to say in just a moment. You know, the, the, there's more money, obviously, in a feature film and more time that you would. I mean, television is such a breakneck pace. So as far as, did you see the money as far as the sets? And was uh, Josh has direct, directed it himself, so which he's done on the TV show, uh, also on Buffy. So was there more time to kind of get into a little bit more with the characters uh, than than the TV show had the opportunity? There, there was definitely more time. I think that's the biggest difference that I saw was the fact that we got three weeks of rehearsal before we even started to shoot, which was amazing, and uh, we could film one scene all day long if we wanted to. Take 12 hours doing three pages, you know, which is unheard of in in the world of television. I mean, you just you just don't get that. It's like a 16-hour day, and that's a good day, you know. It just goes on and on and on, and you have to compact all of you know, like sometimes seven or eight scenes in one day, and it's a lot of work, and it means you don't have a lot of time to concentrate on certain things. So that was a big factor. That was really cool, and um, you could definitely see the money. Uh, the costumes were. A little slicker, a little nicer. The set was more detailed, a little bit bigger. Um, our dining room was built on hydraulics for the movie, so when we were doing the rough riding through space or whatever, um, the whole thing would actually shake 
uh, which is pretty cool. Um, yeah, there's just more detail. You could definitely see it. Now, what aspects of the story that were picked up in Serenity that were left unsaid at the end of Firefly's premature end? Uh, all of the relationships are sort of more developed. Find out a little bit more about River, a little bit more about Simon, Simon and Kaylee, Anara and Mal. Everyone, you know, it just sort of continues on. It doesn't solve things, so to speak, but you just find out a little bit more. Find out more about the Reavers, more about the Alliance. There's not, not every mystery is solved. He definitely left room in case we get to do a sequel. So, um, yeah, it's, it's good, though. I'm interested to see people's reactions, see if they like, you know, the solving of the mysteries or if they like them open-ended. So kind of tease the fans a little bit, you know, exactly what, uh, what are they going to be in for, not giving any plot details, but just enough little morsels to kind of say, you know, is it a big action picture with, you know, with, with character or, or a little bit of both? Or There's a lot of suspense. It's a lot of scares. There's a lot of shocks, a lot of surprises. When I read it, I did a lot of, <gasps> a lot of that. <laughs> I was like, no way, you know? Um, so there's a lot of that. Just a lot of, uh, Joss likes to shock people. I mean, let's face it, that's what he likes to do, and he's really good at it. So there's definitely a lot of that. There's not a whole lot of changes with character or with, you know, the world that we live in. There's less horseback riding. I mean, there's, you know, it's a different story we're telling. There may be a lot of that if we get to do a sequel, you know. Um, but that Western aspect is, is still still there. Now, as far as uh, the movies, is there, as far as yourself, and, and I guess, I don't know, well, I can only ask yourself since, since you're here, but as far as that is a concern, as far as sequels, is there an option for you for other ones, or is it just a per-picture kind of uh, deal? We were all optioned for a trilogy which is really cool, um, but we have to make uh, our money back, basically, with the first movie in order to do a sequel, and, you know, that's fine. I mean, that's fair. So I just hope a lot of people go and see it. It's kind of a big budget, so we have a little bit of money to make back. <laughs> Was there any apprehension at the box office since the series did not do well initially? Sure. I think there's some apprehension there. Um not everyone has seen Firefly. Not everyone has heard of it. Not everyone's familiar with the world of it. I really wish that in order for you to go and see the movie, you had to buy the DVDs first and watch the DVDs. Because it just makes more sense, you know? You know where everybody's coming from. And maybe the surprises will be greater than in the movie. They, they'll, they'll affect you more because you know more about these characters. So, yeah. I mean, I, I do worry about that. You know, that, that people don't know enough. But Joss is smart, too. And the way he's designed the script and written the script, I'm hoping that people will catch the gist of it pretty quickly. I just dug the whole chemistry of this cast, of the actors plugged into those roles. It's a very diverse, talented cast, obviously, and their whole dynamic, how they interacted with every, you know, just like how your character was like hired as the engineer. I thought, you know, that's t typical Josh Whedon, you know, that kind of coming from a left field kind of thing. But I just like the way the characters and the actors mesh on this show. That's, that's what made it special for me. Oh, you're very, very close. And it happens sometimes, but it doesn't happen all the time. And um, especially with nine people, there's usually a, a couple of bad eggs. I hate to say that, but there is. I mean, there's like one or two that don't either don't fit in or they have a bit of an ego or whatever. But it wasn't like that. Everyone fit in so well. I don't know how that happened. I mean, either Joss is really, really brilliant and he 
chose us specifically because he knew we would mesh really well or he just lucked out and we all did anyway you know we all got along so well we were we're still very very close you know these people came to my wedding like really really tight group you know it doesn't happen all the time i'm very grateful for that i'll have more with jewel state but first this word on the sci-fi talk app you know i really want to tell you about something exciting for your iphone or your droid and that's the sci-fi talk app it's the only sf podcast available for the iphone the ipod touch the ipad and also the droid you can listen to podcast interviews press conferences and convention roundtables from new york and san diego comic-con there's also specially produced podcasts and behind-the-scenes videos as special bonus features. All this for only $1.99. Get it at the iTunes Store and for the droid at appbrain.com. Get your SF on the go, where you go, with Sci-Fi Talk, cool conversations. The Sci-Fi Talk app is available for the droid at the Amazon App Store. Let's get back now to my conversation with Jewel State. Since you enjoy singing and Joss Whedon did a musical version of Buffy, would you also sing on a musical version of Firefly? I don't know. You know, I mean, I, I, I'm an actor in my profession, and singing is more of a hobby. And singing is... I'm not a naturally great singer. I just kind of like singing, you know? So I don't know if, like, the world would want to hear me sing, you know what I mean? Uh, I don't know. Uh, we were we we would toy with that idea all the time. We were like, you know, Firefly the musical because Gina sings and um, Nathan actually used to host a karaoke night, <laughs> so he sings as well. He used to call himself. What did he call himself? It was so funny, Johnny Bravo or something ridiculous. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, we all a lot of us have musical talents, but uh, no, we never we never were really serious about the musical idea. <laughs> be kind of weird too many genres you know western space show all of a sudden we're musical hey i think it would be a lot for people to take now have you had a chance to actually view some of the dvds of the series or have you had a chance to see it all uh, in that particular format oh yeah of course as soon as i got my box set we ripped it open and watched the whole thing all over again you know it's a lot of memories attached to this show so i like watching the episodes it makes me you know happy Unfortunately, the the deal was uh, we could have the rights back from Fox as long as we wouldn't do another series for 10 years. Yeah. Which would make me, what, 32? 32-year-old Kaylee? I don't know. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Could happen. Uh, so basically, Joss was like, okay, how about a trilogy then? There's no rules against that. So we'll just do movies if they let us. Yeah, has he kept everything close to the vest as far as what would happen in the next two? A little bit. I think he's already got the opener written for the sequel. He's like, okay, this is what happens, and sort of painted a picture. But um, I'm sure he has all kinds of ideas brewing. He usually does. I don't doubt that. Now, how did you get the part in the TV series Wonderfalls? Um, well, Tim Minear was attached to the show, and um, I just put myself on tape for it in Vancouver, um, just like any other you know, audition. Sometimes the producers are there, and sometimes they're not, so it's just me and the casting director, and... Um, two days later, I flew out to Toronto and started work on the show. And I did four episodes, I think. Um, and it was fun. It was good. Tim wasn't there. He was working from L.A. with the show. But, um, yeah, it was, it was really good. I'm sorry they got canceled. That sucks. I heard about their time slot. They had the same time slot we had when we were canceled Friday nights at 8. And I was like, 
well, it's nice working with you guys. <laughs> Good luck to you, you know. Because I knew. I mean, everybody knew. They were all kind of like, geez, you know, like, give us a break. Wonder Falls is very unique, and it's funny. It's so funny. The cast is so talented. And um, they just they really needed a better shot at it. Hopefully their DVDs will do really well. Can it get a little serious? I know that AIDS is a very... It's a very big cause that you subscribe to because you had lost a family member. I think it was your uncle. Um, do you think as a society we're kind of getting a little blasé about it? That we're At first there was a big fervor to, to kind of attack the problem. And, and some of the zeal, with the exception of people like yourself that are involved, but the average person, maybe their desire isn't as strong at this point as maybe it should be mm-hmm. to really rid this right. you know, from the planet once and for all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think people care as much anymore. I don't think people worry about it as much anymore, and that's not right. It's not. It's not realistic. The fact of the matter is, I mean, it kills an insane amount of people every day. And people don't remember that. There's still unprotected sex going on and using other people's needles and all kinds of things. And it's like, wake up, you know? How many, how many, how many examples do you need? <laughs> how many evidence? You know, how much evidence do you need to see that this isn't over. You know, it's still a fight. It's surprising that younger people take AIDS so lightly since it's been around in most cases their entire lives. I know. They don't, well, I mean, this generation is, a lot of people are unaware. I think they feel like they're invincible or something. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe they feel like it can't touch them. You know, it's just not realistic to think that way. Now, what do you do to get the message out? Just do your research. That's all. Just do your research. That's enough. I mean, as soon as you read up enough about it you know hopefully you'll get scared should be scared there's more with jewel state on sci-fi talk i'm tony Tolado. stay tuned yeah, i mean I have, a, I have a daughter who's in her 20s and we did talk about it a lot and you know i make her aware of it even to this day so that she's aware of it she's um she's actually very conscientious about it and uh you know she, so she's real good about it but I agree. It is sad that it's not being, you know, really looked into and really, and in the research angle too. It's just the the, the zeal is there, but the the research zeal really needs to come back as it once was, mm-hmm. uh, where some of the great drugs and vaccines were developed. So mm-hmm. we really need that. And I know that you do a lot of charity events to keep to try to raise money to keep that part of it going. So you know, it's a it's a tough uphill battle right now, unfortunately. Of course, yeah. Just one of those things. I mean, what, what can you do? You know, I'm one person. I can't do everything, but I can do something. You know. What keeps you busy these days? Uh, right after Serenity, I did a movie with uh, James Brolin and Natasha Henstridge called Widow on the Hill, and that aired on Lifetime in January, and I think it's going to come out on DVD. Um, so I basically did two movies back to back away from home. So I just like being at home. <laughs> I just want to sleep in my own bed for a little while and. You know, sort of spend time with my family and hang out. I'd love to work at home. I never do. I mean, it's so rare that I do. Um, my work always takes me elsewhere, so I'm always happy when I get something that shoots at home. It's nice coming home to your own bed, you know. Was there a location shooting for Serenity, and where did you guys end up uh, doing some of the shooting? Um, in the desert, uh, a lot. Um, where else? We shot at a high school. <laughs> All kinds of interesting places. If they looked interesting and cool, then Joss wanted to shoot there. Uh, and then the majority of was studio work. A lot of studio work. I think we had 
three sound stages going on the Universal lot. Would you work with Joss Whedon on a non-Serenity project? Sure, I love working with Joss. Joss is great. Joss is really cool. He's a really good friend of mine, and I feel very comfortable with him, really at ease with him, and I respect him, and I think he respects me, and we just have a really good rapport. So, yeah, for sure, I'd work with him on anything. I had him on the show when Buffy just premiered, just literally the week of, years ago in 97, and it was great talking to him because he had made a living as a script doctor for so many years, really uncredited. And this Buffy was like the first thing that really, you know, pushed them out to the you know, forefront. And obviously now it enabled them to do Serenity as well as doing Angel. I'm just really impressed with him as a writer. Uh, had he, I'm not sure if he directed, I think he directed your pilot. Yep. Uh, so what was it like to have him, you know, in the feature film capacity, especially that he got to have more toys to play with? He was very excited. He really was. And uh, he was really concentrated on it being the best possible. If he didn't like something, we'd go back and reshoot it. You know, if he didn't, if he didn't like, you know, anything, any little thing, he, he would have it changed. He wanted it to be absolutely perfect. And I think he's still doing that. I mean, even in post-production, he's still tweaking things and, you know, making it exactly what he wants, which is great. It should be what he wants. Would the series have benefited from airing the episodes in order? Maybe. I can't imagine a, a more positive reaction to the show than what we already have from our fans. Our fans are crazy dedicated. They're so great. They're the best fan base in the world. I cannot believe the things they do. It's amazing. Um, I, I honestly think without them, I don't know if we would have been able to make a movie. That was a huge factor that we already had that fan base going. Um, so who's to say? I don't know if if it really would have made a difference. I mean, if if you really love something, then you're going to be into it, you know, regardless. So, I don't know. Anything you're doing specially that you did for the DVD release of uh, Serenity? Because it comes, they kind of schedule those ahead of time now. So they can actually start working on the DVD even before the feature film is uh, released. I don't know. I want to, I don't know. Um, we've done interviews and stuff uh, that are probably going to be shown on the DVD. But... I don't know. I'm hoping to get into a little commentary or... I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. I heard talk of, like, all of us being in a commentary, which would be chaotic. You wouldn't be able to hear anything. We would just be like, and, you know, clinking of glasses and things, you know. It would be, like, just total chaos. So, I don't know. We'll see. Is there anything that would make Peter David shut his eyes again? <laughs> I'm not saying. <laughs> I'm not saying a word. <laughs> Well, specifically in the engine room, any major changes or? There's a couple of levers that were missing. I was like, where's this lever? And the, you know, poor set guy's like, well, I, 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 I didn't know. And I'm like, it's okay, I'm just bugging you. <laughs> but, I mean, that couple little things. A couple things missing, but it still looks beautiful. I mean, it, it just looks really good. They did a really good job. And it's glitzier. Like, it just looks, I don't know, just, you know prettier <laughs> shiny why did you leave space cases after the first season i was under contract with a show called flash forward for disney um we did the pilot and then we ended up doing space cases so basically they had first dibs and flash forward went to series and i had no choice that's all do you stay in touch with your space cases castmates I haven't seen anyone. I, I bump into Christian every once in a while. He lives sort of in the same area of town in Vancouver as I do. 
Um, but that's it. I don't. I don't know where the where they all went. <laughs> They've disappeared. <laughs> oh, I wish I did. Hopefully, I'll get to see them one day. They should release the show on DVD. That's what they should do. And we should do commentaries. <laughs> as, far, as far as what your schedule is going to be like, when did you actually start doing the promotion for uh, Serenity? When does that kick in for you? Right now. Um, they're talking about me starting things as early as the beginning of next month. And we're going to the U.K. in a week and a half. We're going to go home, unpack, repack, and go to the U.K. Uh, for the first ever Firefly Con, which will be pretty cool. And then after that, it'll be photo shoots and press junkets and stuff like that. So it's the ball's starting to roll. And we're doing Dragon Con in September. Dragon Con's an absolute blast. Um, so I'm really looking forward to that. And they're trying to get a lot of us, a lot of the cast, and maybe even Joss to come down and spend the weekend. You have been uh, working in science fiction about nine years. I'm sure conventions are a part of your life. You know what? I only started doing conventions last year. I, I only got invited last year. Um, I'd never done one for space cases or anything like that. And uh, it kind of sucks because I love, I love doing them. They're fun. You get to meet all these people. and I love doing the Q&As. The Q&As are my favorite part. I don't know why. I just, I don't know. I could sit up there and talk with them forever. Um, but, yeah, so I only really just, you know, started to get invited. Of course, Firefly the series and also Serenity are available wherever you get your content. And, of course, also Stargate Atlantis on her run as well is available, besides the entire series, of course. This is Tony Tolado. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.